Hello everyone, welcome to Hobby Sofa, and you are joined today by your two primary hosts, myself, Richie, and Andre. Hello. And joining us on our lovely, rather misused sofa, is the good friend and Wiseman. Hello. So, I trust you both have been good? No. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean it in that way. (laughs) Well, have you been well? Oh, yeah. Actually, actually, no, in your case as well. Eh, not so much since the last episode, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So what's so. on the agenda for today? Sorry, sorry if people are hearing me eating. It's because, like I said, it's because I am eating. So, yeah, I'm having a late dinner, so sorry if you can hear me chewing on chips. Okay. Right, on the agenda. Well, there's mm. going to be a really short hobby article this time. It's just going to be, I'm going to reflect on something I heard in another podcast, Gamesman's Lounge, so I hope uh, Bill is listening. Because, uh, well, it's uh, something which came out from me listening to his podcast and getting these ideas. Oh. I actually normally have a lot to say about what you know he normally says there, but yeah. Also, we're going to talk about some other games for for Richie, you know, because uh, he's kind of <laughs> still trying to fill the void in his heart left by Malifaux. I think a lot of people can relate to that. You know, mm. I mean, a lot of people. I mean, I, I've been, we've got, you know, and here today. I know Bill said on his podcast that you know, he's very much still trying to find that one thing to, you know, latch on to rather than, you know, whereas at the moment he's kind of flitting around between different games. All of them good, but nothing to mm. quite call home. Well, I'm not sure what is it more to you, miniatures or the game, really. Because miniatures are, well, important because, I mean, you've been complaining. Yes, <laughs> miniatures are very important for me. About, you know, how the direction the industry yeah. is taking. We're, t- yeah, we're, we're going to come to that. We're going to come to that in a minute. <laughs> well, we're going to kind of uh, say a few words about Salute at some point. Yes. And uh, the other things I want to talk about is obviously the game which I just recently discovered and I'm really over the head. <laughs> it's <laughs> Warzone oh, Resurrection. Yes. And, um, well, we're going to just chat a little bit about a few other things like New Infinity coming out mm-hmm. and sort of thing. No, if possible, I'd like to mention quickly, I'd like to talk about the game uh, Biosyndrome, which is recent, I say recently, a few months ago, past Kickstarter and is now available for properly downloading. Hmm. Um, yeah. And I was going I had something in my head just then and it's gone. Don't you hate when that happens? Oh, well, it'll come. Oh, that's right. And I'm, my, my intention is to spend the, the entire cast trying to pry as much information out of Ant about his little project as I can. <laughs> I'm sure I can oblige with that. <laughs> Obviously nothing to, you know, ruin your own thunder, but if we can get any um, more sneaky tidbits, that'd be good. <laughs> I'm more interested about the setting, actually, when the rules in there, but uh, yeah, well, I... I'm sure we'll get to it. <laughs> I know yeah. it's 30s gangsters, but... Yeah, I can fill in some is gaps it, on that. Is well, it going to be over the top or very realistic? Uh, over the top. Kind of oh, like old Dick Tracy cartoons with, well, okay, like, really quite... Like, Okay, can I just interrupt one second? So for those who haven't heard, um, well, for starters, just in case people haven't heard an episode that you want, and do you want a very quick, quick spiel? You know, who, who you are very quickly, and what, what it is you're talking about right now? <laughs> what is okay. this? Uh, former Malfoy henchman, now designing my own game, one of the hosts of the awesome gaming podcast Soulstone Train. Very awesome. Are releasing a new episode this week. 
Oh, I forgot to factor in that Jake was there, therefore double the edit in time. (laughs) (coughs) So, yeah, that should be out maybe tomorrow, maybe Saturday. Awesome. If it's tomorrow, make sure it's early, before six o'clock, so I can download it for the journey. Oh, it won't be. Ah, balls. (laughs) I've got about another two hours to edit. As in, is that two hours of editing time, or two hours... Of recording to edit. Two hours of recording to edit. Okay, okay. So that's still, that's still quite, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So what 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 so what, are you, what what is it you uh, you know because you know, you've had a couple of weeks now where you've been teasing at things and you've had your big reveal which was what? Uh, it's a 1930s Prohibition era game, but with a really big like pulp twist. So like the old Dick Tracy cartoons and like the really early Batman villains. Like Hamato and people mm. like that. Um, so it originally started as kind of a historical 1930s game, and then I realised that my head doesn't really work in that mm. way. So it's got, it's <laughs> got quite a lot of weirdness. Yes, absolutely. And he's putting some of the character that we saw in like the early version of Malifaux mm. and some of like the films and TV and things like that that I watch. So like I said earlier, so a bit more Dick Tracy, a little bit less Boardwalk Empire. Yes. Yeah. N- pretty much no Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> <laughs> Although it is an awesome program, not quite right for the game that I'm doing. <laughs> so, but yeah, cool. there's going to be various family, like crime families, law enforcement. There's also going to be mercenaries that include things like police informants. Mm. There's going to be women and children. Which is a slightly odd I like, I like the sound of that. And there will be characters with absolutely no ability to attack. Oh. Will they no. have specific functions? Yes. Or... Obviously. Yeah. Well, they... I... well, yeah, sorry, okay, that's a stupid question. <laughs> well, there will also be bystanders, which basically they're an option for certain missions where it's... Like in, in reality... When there's a gunfight or something like that, chances are the people doing the shooting aren't the only ones there. I mean, that's kind of that's that's kind of what I meant. Are they going to be, you know, once you directly control, or are they going to be, you know, like I said, bystanders, you know, NPCs or you know, public members or whatever you want to call them? It's going to be a bit of both. There's going to be characters that you can hire into your mob that don't necessarily have any attacks. They will have another function. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, being a, a trained psychologist, there's going to be quite a lot of psychology in there. Mm-hmm. Um, some quite weird spins. But there's also going to be entirely dedicated bystanders who, like, if you fire a gun stood next to them, they might go crazy, they might scream, they might run away. Um or you they know, might be an off-duty cop. <laughs> mm. uh, also, what it might be like a downtime in the game as well. So if you actually, you know, if there should be like witnesses, you know, so they, which could get you in trouble later, you know. Yeah. That. Yeah, I mean, there's that sort of thing. You can also try and influence them. So if you're the police, you can try and intimidate them into helping you out. If you're a crime family, you can try and bribe passers-by to, say, carry information for you or um, keep quiet, that sort of thing. Nice. 
Okay. Okay, one question I've got for you. Okay. And this actually comes from um, the wife. Will there be splurge guns? There, <laughs> there will be alternative weapons, um, but probably not splurge guns. What is a splurge gun? Um, have you seen the film... Um, oh, Bugsy Malone. Bugsy Malone. No. Uh, it's, it, do you know of the film Bugsy? It's a very no. famous, um, you know, prohibition film, gangster film. No. Uh, Bugs, Bugsy Malone is a um, a kiddie version of that. So the Tommy guns are replaced with what they call splurge guns, and they're basically Tommy guns that fire like foam and custard pies and that sort oh. of stuff. <laughs> well, uh, I used to watch, you know, a cartoon called Albert the Fifth Musketeer. They had uh, something called uh, Spaghetti Bolognese Blondebus. So yeah, something yeah, similar. Probably, probably something similar. Yes. Well, speaking of which, though, I mean, you know, talking about things like you know blunderbusses and that sort of stuff, this is this is a complete tangent. But did you know that the the um, that most blunderbusses that were used during the you know the uh, nautical times um, didn't actually fire proper ammunition? They just fired they just whatever they could fit in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that. Maybe someone didn't. <laughs> I watched I, I watched a lot of. Um, Oh, my blank again. This is not a good day for me. Deadliest Warrior when I was a few years ago. I loved that show. Do you guys have mm, seen Deadliest Warrior? I yeah. hate it. You hate it? it no, it's just... No, I... It was the Pirate vs. Some... Ninja episode as the best. Well, I only <laughs> seen one, and that was Samurai vs. Viking, and they're just... Uh, <laughs> it's... I didn't find it serious. You know, a lot of science they put behind it, I find it a lot of it is wrong, actually, but yeah. <laughs> Pirate vs. Ninja was good. And I think, what was it, Gangs, um, I think Maf- Mafioso versus, um, who was it? It was like, I think it was like, you know, Major Mafia Boss versus, um, Jesse James. That was quite a good one, too. The dude was two gangs versus each other. It was great. <laughs> anyway, complete wrong tangent there. <laughs> So yeah, so hopefully we're going to get some hope, yeah, so yeah, get some more info as we go along. So let's get started with the main roster, so to speak. Andre, okay. right? Let's uh, start with my uh, well, my article. Really. Yes. Um, What's the theme? Well, the theme is uh, I've been listening to uh, Gamers Lounge at one point, and there were well, you know that Bill is really into a game called um, Wild West Exodus. Yes, WWX. I didn't really, you know, get into it and mm. I don't think I ever will. There was one miniature though which nearly made me sort which of try it. It was Eiffel. Okay, yeah. Is that you know, um is that the one in the in the spider giant thing? spider yeah. mech thing. Yeah. And they were talking about this giant spider and uh, about how hard it is to make him, you know, fully fit on the base with everything touching, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the the base <coughs> Exactly, evenly. Yeah. And uh, I just find what when dealing with um, anything which has spider legs, which is quite a few things in Malifaux and, you know, Mm -hmm. I never really find this a problem. The reason for this is I never actually try to get it even. Yeah. In fact, the more, you know, the more, you know, dynamic, the more uneven, the more... uh, Oh, what's that word? Uh, 
basically when the legs are all over the, all over the place, I actually mm-hmm. find it more realistic. And I don't actually need to get it to fit on the base because I can actually shape the base to fit the legs rather yeah. than I do it the other way around. Okay. So when doing like a scenic base, not only, I mean, the legs don't have to be exactly on the same level. In fact, I encourage it to, you know, to be all over the place. Mm. And, uh, for example, if something like really, really sticks out, not only you can just like, uh, do like a rocky stretch thing, you can actually do like beam if, if one of the legs is like really far out. In fact, sometimes you don't actually need to put all the legs on the ground if you don't want to. Yeah. So a bit, if, if you can move the legs to some point, so, you know, and you, you get much more dynamic poses for like spider legged things that way. Mm-hmm. Because if it's just like, say, legs, you know, in exactly the same position, that might be a bit boring. That's just something I find. Mm. And um, I actually, then that's a good thing, because I really struggled with a miniature called Howard Lanston. Okay, yeah. The uh, plastic Steamborg Executioner. Yeah, that's correct. And um, the reason for this is... I actually think I'm the only person who had that problem. I think it's only mine that has it. The actual um, sockets don't mm-hmm. fit. I can't. I can barely insert anything. Okay. So, um, are what what are the what are the connection points? Um, bear in mind, I'm familiar that the metal one I think was ball joints. I think. Uh, um, I'm not this sure. This one isn't ball joints. And I know the, the female one. It was fixed, rigid. You couldn't, you know, if you wanted to, they, you ha- you could only have the legs in a certain way, and only and certain legs only fit in certain places. So you couldn't mix and match them. Uh, no, I think those legs. I mean, they're supposed to go in a certain way. You could actually mix and match them, but it's probably not encouraged. Uh, now, the thing is... So again, are we talking flat, um, you know, flat-to-flat contacts? Not flat-to-flat. It's like little sticks which are inserted in holes. Oh, okay. And they... I, I, it was so hard to ram them in. I, they didn't actually go on all the way, so I actually sort of stuck it at an angle because it didn't actually... It's only half of that gone went in, you know? <laughs> I mean, half so diagonally. I'm, I'm, half I'm diag- fighting the joke. I'm fighting an urge. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I've got to be honest. I, 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 I rarely have problems ramming it in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> Moving on. Sorry, carry well, on. I had similar problems with Vanessa's hand. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, really. form today. No, <laughs> no, really. I mean, it just won't get and go into the socket. Mm. Oh, don't start me on my fans' face as well, because that <laughs> won't go into the rest of the head. So <laughs> I actually took off half of the so nose. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you saying you had problems getting head from my fang? <laughs> Oh, sorry. That sorry. is scary. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, it's her head are in two parts. You know, you have yeah. like her hair and her face. And, you know, you have to sort of fit it in. 
and mm-hmm. it wouldn't go all the way, and so I accidentally actually nearly took your nose off with a fingernail, so oh, had to resculpt it. <laughs> you can't actually tell on the miniature because I fixed it, but mm. that's fair enough. Yeah, and uh, so basically the legs are ended up all over the place, and they don't actually look very nice from below, but you probably wouldn't be able to see that because it's not actually you know completely fit perfectly. But you know the legs look dynamic enough even though they don't fit on the base at all which is not really a problem for me because you know i'll just build the base around it so just you know it's easy to do a rocky base for that kind of thing just uh or maybe like junk base you know steampunk junk uh, I normally have like press molds of like little mechanical bits and I mix that with rock and general just like junk and things. Something similar to what I did to, um, uh, Rail Golem. Mm-hmm. No, remember what I did for like rocky things and, you know, just mechanical junk. Yeah. And I could probably make a like for one of the legs a rail sticking out, you know, like a beam, you know, or rail, just, you know, broken, uh, you know, things, that sort yes. of thing. And that should work, I think. And uh, if I was to get, you know, that big spider, you know, I'd probably do something similar. I'm, I think it uses ball joints. So I that's what, yeah, well, I think, I think that's what Bill said. I think it used oh, ball joints. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't do this. What? Uh, okay. Um, and I may need to use your um, recording. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> my things just crashed on me I'm going to have to close it the Skype is fine but the software has crashed I've got a feeling it's going to in doing so lose everything that's been recorded but you said yours is recording automatically isn't it? Yep, I've just so checked and it is recording. Fantastic so. that should oh, be excellent. fine yep, that's, cl- yep, that's, yeah, that's in order to close that it's all gone off okay, that's cool, we'll just use yours Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, how are you going to send that file? I'll just stick in drop box or something like that yeah, and I'll download it off it. Yeah. How big is it gonna be though? Uh not that big. Hundred meg? Uh probably less. Probably about fifty. Yeah, it's nothing. Oh, Fiber okay. optic baby. Oh okay. Right, that's alright then. <laughs> so we can carry on. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh yeah, so it uses ball joints, so mm-hmm. that's why he had a you know, problem leveling, leveling them and make sure it fits in the base. But, yeah. uh, you know, I actually bre- break the rules might actually be beneficial there. Mm. So make it look nicer. That's at least that's what I think. But, that's fair enough. Uh, um, uh, if you, out of curiosity, if some, if in your opinion, what would be the best way if you wanted, if, okay, um, I think I thought it's a good example in my head because from what I've seen of the picture of it, the legs look to me, to be, um, it's like the same leg eight times. I think so. If you wanted to make it look more random, less uniform, how would a person go about doing that? Well, if it's just little bit, then uh, if 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 it is ball joints, then uh, just uh, make sure they, I mean, slightly uneven, and then build the base underneath it. Mm. I mean, uh, because that it will look slightly different, of. Of course, what you could Actually, do, yeah, you could probably point. cut and repose it, but that's a lot more work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember right now, but I'm pretty sure the model probably has like wires and stuff, and you start cutting one bit, you have to redo all that mm. as well. And mm. So that, that, on some things it's more difficult than yeah. on others. 
Because with, so, with a ball joint, yeah, you could just raise and lower the legs and all that sort of stuff. And it'll look slightly different. Yeah. It? If it wasn't in a ball joint, it would be a bit more difficult, but that could still work. Okay, so yeah, just, yeah. Okay, and uh, the other thing about Howard Lanston, it's even worse with those tentacle things he's got. Yeah? Because those don't fit either, and I don't know how I'm going to do them because I'm afraid of breaking them because they're really, really delicate. Mm. And uh, so what maybe I think I'll just cut off the sockets with uh, my tweezers. Mm-hmm. Well, not tweezers. Um, oh, clippers. For clippers, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Why did I say tweezers? Well, they're a bit like tweezers. Yeah, f- you, you pinch um, them. Yeah, I'm just gonna clip off the sockets and then fill the holes with the millipart and just stick them on top. I think they should hold. I'm not going to pin them. I, well, we'll see how it goes. Mm. Yeah. And I think I'm the only person who having this problem because I saw some build completely and all fit, so. Yeah, I know a couple of people at my local club have got him and I think some of them have left some of the cables off him. But the legs are all fine. Mm. I remember, um, in regards to cabling and that sort of stuff, there was a similar issue with the female version. Mm. And it seems every version I've seen has a different number of cables. Some have, some have managed to get all of them, some have none of them, some of them only one but not the other, others have the other but not the one, and it seems to be, yeah, mm. so. I mean, it could be just to do with, you know, the design, could just be random issues with, you know, with the actual manufacturing process, or it could actually be down to, you know, personal manipulation of the model when it comes to actually building it. Mm. There's lots of different factors. I got Fuhatsu like a week ago. Oh, yeah. And uh, it built really well, actually. No problems. Everything fit perfectly. So, I mean, Mm. the sockets are all fairly loose, and you just need to stick, uh, you know, Mm. with super glue and, you know. Yeah, cool. I'm working on a b- base at the moment, which is going to be some sort of ruined thing with little plank bridges. So <laughs> it's going to be, a, you know, a fun miniature when it's done. Okay, be, if you got with your usual type of base, that should be a huge model. Considering you always do nice big bases, and it's a large model. Yeah, anyway. and it's a f- yeah, fifty mil. Mm. So that yeah, should be, that should be imposing. Hmm. Um. Uh, Another thing uh, they mentioned in uh, Gamers Lounge mm-hmm. is uh, basically Bill was saying how great it is what all the uh, hired hand, which is like the basic grunts you have, yeah. they're all different, which is which is a great thing because um, in some other games, uh, as they say, you actually get like uh, two, like two of each, you know, if mm. you got a unit of three, like of each in like. Only a few poses in a unit. Yes. Well, it, 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 yes. I mean, um, I was actually just looking... <sighs> it seems my, my entire job in this entire podcast is to just provide random tangents. But <laughs> uh, no, no, it's but... just because I'm doing this article and uh, <laughs> once we, you know, carry on just normal mm. discussion. It, you know? um, I was looking just the other week. Um, somebody mentioned something and I was like, oh, let's have a look into it. And I was looking at... I think it was the Forge World Imperial Guard, and again, they you know they had something like three or four poses, and that was pretty much it for the rank and file infantry. The Death Corps, or I think in my, the ones who were the ones that had the whole Nazi thing look, look yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, the Death Corps of Kray. And 
I thought they were like, they were nice models, yeah. but I don't want an army comprised of the same thing. They look like Hellgast, Hellgast from Killzone. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't I didn't want the same thing over and over and over, and it surprised me to be you know considering I've heard of only I mean I haven't really looked at Forge World, but only heard good things, and it surprised me to see such limited poses. But point being is that yeah, you know, so GW are doing that as well. And, you know, I know of other games that have that issue as well. So, yes, you know, having different poses is always a good thing. That the, was a pointless tangent. Are the Fortua ones not multi-part? Um, from what I can see, they are. But it's some, some are. It depends on the unit, I think. But it's they're multi-part, but I think they can only be assembled one way. So I'm, I'm sure someone uh. will correct me. I'm sure I'll be correct on this, but that's the impression I got from the website. Uh. That could just be me getting the wrong impression, though, so... So anyway, if you have like uh, same poses like in multiples of two or three, <laughs> what you could actually do, I mean, some miniatures can be reposed slightly, mm-hmm. but um, if if not, if it's if it's just like a single solid model, like in a lot of War Machine mm-hmm. miniatures, you know, you get that. Um, you could actually change a feel of the model partly by what kind of base it has and partly by uh, tilting it either forward, backward, or to either of the sides, mm. depending on the pose. For example, if it's like one leg in front of the other, by tilting it forward, make it like more charging forward, and uh, by tilting it back, it's more like, you know, just, just standing and more static. Mm-hmm. By um, uh, depending, if it's like uh, legs, you know, side by side, what you could do is... Um, Depending on how it holds weapon, it's also it really depends on the miniature. If uh, it holds like uh, the weapon slightly down to the side, then the leg which is opposite from that, if you raise it, you know, and make him tilt to the side, can actually fee- change the feel of the model without mm. uh, you know uh, doing too much. Really, it's something similar to what I did with Kang. You remember the guy with the shovel? Yes. Okay. Because one of his legs is actually higher than the other, but I did it for a very different reason, because what I did is it feels much more like he's pulling the shovel up because of that slight change. Mm-hmm. It's a slight change, but I thought it would be nice. But again, for uh, miniatures, it's, you know, it's going to be like, it will add some difference to it. Also, by doing like very radically different bases will help as well. For example, if you have something crouching, like with a gun firing yeah. position, you could like do a like tiny wall in front of it, or maybe just tiny wall behind it and tilt him against that. You know, if it's uh, crouching with a gun up, so make it look like he's just hiding in a cover, mm. or maybe do him in a slight raised, you know, position. It, it's you know, it can change. A lot. Yeah. You know, the that. feel. So it'll feel like you have all different models, almost. Mm. Yeah. And that finishes my hobby <laughs> thing for today, for, the, for this episode. Well, thank you very much. Lots of food for thought for people. Mm-hmm. And um, if anyone has any feedback or comments or suggestions on this topic, previous topics, or perhaps anything future you would like Andre to talk about, you know, you've seen his, um, you've seen his models, his painting, his modelling. I mean, that's the thing, you know, we don't just have to talk about modelling, we can talk about the painting side as well. You know, and inspirations and all these different, you know, techniques and all this stuff. You know, then, you know, contact us in the usual ways, you know, on 
Twitter, email, it was it, um, at Hobby Sofa and, uh, Hobby Sofa at gmail.com, I think it is. Uh, I'll be sure to make sure the notes, it, it says in the notes. Um, okay. So, next subject for. Um, discussion. actually, I had the question for Amp. Okay. Because it's also something I heard from Gamers Lounge. Because I don't know if any of you have been listening to it lately, mm-hmm. first of all. I know you did, Richie, but what... And you haven't? No? Uh, I'm about three episodes behind, I think. Oh, okay. So, do you know the actual game design seminars? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, lots of food for thought there, yeah. honestly. But, um, you know, remember the first question. The actual the size of the... Uh, actual uh, playing area. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask the same question you now, and what size are you planning of you know of a table you're planning for your game? The current plan is for a three by three. Same as Malifaux. Yeah. Well, why is that? Yes. Um, mainly because I think two by two like Bushido would be too small for the sort of game that I want to create. Mm. But any bigger people just can't have them in the house. Three mm. by three, most people can get a board, like, tucked behind a wardrobe or something like that. And you don't want to kind of force people to only be able to play your game at a game club or a shop. Mm. Uh, because three by three is easier to set up at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unlike four by four, which is kind of much more difficult. Yeah. And, uh, my setup, I've got. It is, I need to get a new board. My current board is um, actually um, it's three uh, one by three foot planks that you put together, and you got yourself a board there. Mm. Wild West so, it takes up no space at all. You know. Wild West Exodus is supposedly ideally four by six. Oof. <laughs> four by six. I think so. <laughs> yes. I wonder if I've, I wonder what if they have lots and lots of very long range, maybe. Well, they have lots of vehicles if you play a big that's game. That's what I was thinking. I mean, when, I mean, it, uh, a two by two works with Bushido because I'm assuming it's largely close combat, mm. and the range is probably going to be from like bows and arrows, maybe. Whereas yeah. when you've got a uh. you know firing gun game, it's going to have a machi- I would assume a longer range. Mm. So if you did two by two, then it's a case of oh, I've moved forward. <laughs> You're in range. Yeah. <laughs> I think you deploy actually touching the edge of the board as well, so I think really? the thinking was that you have the same playing area, mm. you just completely ignore the deployment zones that you get in most games. Okay. Yeah, in Bushy though, you, you deploy from the edge of a board ah. rather than in, so... I can still... actually see the benefit of that, because mm. a lot of the time the deployment zone is wasted space. Mm, it is. Mm. I still feel a little bit claustrophobic of 2 by 2 Yeah, because you lose the width as well. Mm. I think that makes quite a big That's difference. A good point. Uh, but then again, then you can take the board with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's very beneficial. I mm. Yes, I can imagine Just that. Carry it under the arm. <laughs> you can't do it without. So is it ma- so? And is it mainly you know um, storage and accessibility, or is there other reasons as well behind it? Uh, I you- think it works for the game. I think there's a reason that quite a lot of games use a 3x3. Because it's enough room to move around, but not so much that it's just wasted space. 
Yeah. Because it, sorry, go. Uh, well, he's going to be quite kind of terrain heavy as well, and mm-hmm. if you've got to fill, say, a four by four, that's more terrain that you need. It's more expense or more time building things, and most people just aren't going to bother. Mm. So, and if you, I think the game that I'm designing, if you try and play it with too little terrain. Mm-hmm. The game's going to be about twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, which could be good if you want a quick game. <laughs> yeah. Exactly how weird is it going to be? There'll be no magic, I presume. No, no, no. nothing like that. It's going to be just weird characterizations. There's not going to be any magic or creatures or anything like that. What about freaks? <laughs> just. Yes. I mean, Dick Tracy, let's face it, you know, is. Yeah. You get all all sorts of plain weirdness there. I mean, one of the characters that I've got, um, he's at the moment called Tin Top Tommy. Um, Mm. Basically, due to an injury sustained in a bar fight, he's now got a metal plate in his head. So if you try and shoot him in the head, he's actually protected. Mm. Hmm. A bit like Dara got hole in her chest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's going to be drunk characters. There's handicapable characters. Mm. So there's one guy who basically one of the other characters crippled mm. him. And he's got like a walking frame and crutches. One of the crutches is actually a sniper rifle. Nice. Wow. So nice. that kind of weird. It's not going to be like weird demons or magic or anything like that. What about the mentally ill characters? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the Irish faction. Wow. <laughs> Leprechauns? <laughs> Leprechauns? Uh, no. no. What, about, what about the midgets who think they're leprechauns? <laughs> They'll be midgets. <laughs> No, there is one midget so far. I was going to say, okay. you, you couldn't have a game that didn't have a midget in. <laughs> Not made by well, you. <laughs> having read this particular character, one of only two people that have, Colin is the midget. <laughs> so uh, at some point in the next week, I'll probably, probably release his story on my blog. It's a good story. Yeah. It's a very good story. Okay, right. Um... Moving on. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna just like mention a few games which I think Richie might, you know, like because it. Should we do still... a bit? Should we do a bit of explanation as to why I? Okay, yeah. let's start with salute. Go on. Yeah. So, um, as many people who read my blog and or just live in the UK or are aware of uh, war games in general may know. Back in, I think it was the 13th, it may have been, of April, was Salute, which was the UK's largest war game convention. I think it was 12. 12 of April. Okay, 12 of April. And it's um, not really a gaming thing, as in for people to turn up and play games. They they have demos, but it's more a, uh, what what would you call it? A uh, trade show? Yes, yes, it's a trade show. And while there... I realised, as much as I disliked the idea, that uh, the, in my opinion, the hobby, so to speak, is moving in a direction that I'm not a fan of. 
I know lots of people are, so I'm not going to start, you know, bitching about it. I might rant. I'm not going to start bitching because it's just, it's just not for me. And that's largely down to the um, plethora of resin and plastic over metal, and digital sculpting over hand sculpting or whatever you. I don't know what you would call it. Um, and the old-fashioned way. Yes, exactly. And again, I understand why. You know, I know that um, with digital sculpting, it's a lot... I think people... I, I'm assuming people find it easier because there seems to be a hell of a lot more of it now. Whereas you look at the, um, you know, good old hand sculpting, you see the same names of sculptors coming up over and over and over for every single game company. You know, there must... Obviously, I, must, I can only assume that it must be, I don't know, not necessarily more difficult, but maybe more hard to break into the industry, maybe. Whereas when you've got a digital sculpt, it's a different story. Um, again, I understand the, the, the import, the how, you know, using resin, for example, it's, um, well, for starters, if you're doing a startup company, it's a lot easier to just do it in the, in, in, you can do it in your own garage if you have the right, if you, if you're willing to spend the, the money. Um, so I, I get, I get this. But for me, I'm finding as it's going on, the, the, this change, the hobby is, is losing its soul. Is the best way to describe it. Because I actually disagree with that, but it, carry on. But for me, for me, the way I see it is that when you have these hand sculpted models, there's always the style of the sculptor always goes through. So, um, for example, you've got some bad cases, like um, in. Malifaux version one, you had the oh, what was it called? The Desolation Engine. Ah. That I can't remember who it was sculpted by. It was like Shack or something. Uh, I forget his name. Point being, whenever he sculpts a large humanoid model, he always has it in the exact same pose. And I've seen about three or four different games where it looks like he's taken the exact same frame and just mm. put a few little changes on it. So the point, that's, the point being, that's obviously his signature for that style. It, it might, I don't like, I don't like his reoccurring thing. I think the original Desolation Engine is an, is an atrocious model, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, the point being, though, is that you you have this, and you can look at this, and you can go, oh yes, this is a this is a work by this artist, and if you like that artist's work, you've got that, you know. And so it's it's for me, it's very similar to going, well, you know, I like Rembrandt, so I'm going to buy Rembrandt art, you know, that sort of thing. They've got this unique style, and this unique look. Um, and I, from the way I see it, I look at um, different renders and digital sculpting, and it's missing that signature. Yeah. It's as if the signature is the game. So a Malifaux model is in plastic and rendered, looks like a Malifaux model. A Warzone model looks like a Warzone model, you know, and mm. um, all these things. But I could, but it, as for, but I couldn't tell you if it's the same or a div different digital sculptor, it, because they tend to have similar faces, similar poses. You know the whole dynamic thing with the swishing cloak and the gun twisted. You know, I mean, I did a lot of Warzone models. Well, have swishing that. cloak is nothing new. I mean, it's, it was. I mean, but people did it got, before yeah, as well. Um, I mean, the, the poses you see in the going back to Malifaux from Book Four with the rifleman 
I'm seeing mm. I'm seeing the the swishy cloak thing they've got going on happening in so many different games right now to the extent the poses are almost identical like the person's taken the frame and just impo- yeah. and, and then they just put them their digital model over this frame and so for all I know it could actually be the same person I don't like that <laughs> so I'm so I'm after games that are I, I mean uh, I'm I'm a metal whore, you know. I prefer metal over plastic. I I prefer it over resin, and um, it's for numerous reasons. I like I like the weight. I prefer the what it does to detail. I know they do different things, and some people prefer one, some people prefer the other, and I prefer the individual style that metal gives detail. Okay. Um, and it has to be hand-sculpted, so that's what I'm currently looking at at the moment. Um, as people who've been following either the podcast or my blog know, the last um, little um, flit- flutter I had in that was Haldrado, where they were, up until they did their Kickstarter, st- um, still doing hand-sculpted models, and it is all in metal. So mm. that's where I currently am at the moment. They're still, do- they're still doing it hand-sculpted way. So, Are you sure? Latest, yes. Because I've seen <coughs> pictures of some of the stuff they did in the Kickstarter. It was the uh, Infernal Crusher, and that was definitely digital render. Infernal Crusher? I never saw a render for it, but I saw... It wasn't. A re- of- it, I haven't seen a render, but I've seen a metal version of it, and it, mm. looks, like a, it looks like it's been done as d- digital. I don't um, know about Crusher. Apparently, I know on the Crusher as well. The, demonic, on, the Horde, you know the. Oh no, the, the, like, they were done. The Horde were done before the Kickstarter. No. Yeah. No, they were during Kickstarter. No, but they were made before that. No, they were done during Kickstarter. I'm positive. I was very. I even considered. Uh, they were released before the Kickstarter finished. Uh, no, the thing is, uh, they were actually in the Kickstarter, but uh, they sometimes like did like a preview release on like a couple of things. But it well, was the... Kickstarter stuff. They didn't. They were not released. I know because when you do, when when you do the whole you know uh, computer aided design thing, um, sometimes you have the problem of gridding. Do you know about mm-hmm. that? And the Crusher is covered in it. Okay. He's covered in gridding. He so he is definitely a, It might be that he might be the only one. You know, mm. I don't know about the others, but he is definitely a, he's definitely so. The point being is that has put doubt in my mind as to what because happens. almost everything I've seen was hand sculpted, still mm. using uh, some weird light one. Uh, can't remember what it is. Mm. Either Procreate or they're using Fimo. Oh, okay. Those two I, mean, I know the um, the Infernal Horde. Yeah, they're hand sculpted. I love those models. They're beautiful models. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful. But yeah, so I mean, I was going to get the Inferno Crusher. I, I saw pictures of the metal, and I went, "Ooh, it looks horrible." Infinity <laughs> is actually started kind of uh, experimenting with uh, digital stuff. Oh, really? And I don't know. It looked very good, actually. So I, uh, hmm, I don't I'd, actually mind. I'd be in- intrigued to see them. You know, the two put against each other to see what how what, what differences there are. Mm. I'm assuming I, they're still metal, though. I would assume. Yeah, they're still metal. Yeah. They actually, it's very hard to tell the difference, though, mm. to be honest. Because I just got the bikes. I'm not oh, yeah. sure. You know, the new... Mm, yeah, yeah, the, um, the, well, the bikers. They look yeah, like, the bikers. Like, you know, Harley-Davidson dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, futuristic Harley-Davidson. Yeah. So it's very cyberpunkish, very, uh, uh, highway nomads kind of mm. thing. Road warrior. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, really good. So yeah, so yeah, so what what game what games would you have recommend? I mean, oh sorry, to, uh, I have seen Eden. I like the look of Eden. Mm. So I'll say that one now. So there is yeah. some very very strange miniatures for that. <laughs> well, I got like a box really cheaply on eBay. It was the S and M the Matriarch. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were the ones that you were interested in, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. No. It was the gimp yeah. masks. It's... <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so I picked it up for something like seven pounds. That's good. That's very yeah. good. Yeah. And, uh, okay, so the game I actually wanted to talk about this time is one of them is Bulb City, which I think and kick helped kickstart. I something. did indeed. Mm, it's yeah. a superhero game. Yeah, um, I think they're on about changing the material that they're casting it in. Because okay. this week's update that came out today, they're on about nudging back production slightly and changing it to, I think, resin. Okay, what what was it going to be before? Haven't got it was a clue. Metal. Okay. <laughs> it was metal. It, they always did metal. Uh, right. Yeah, it's I'd... a Polish company. Yeah, I didn't actually look into it at all before I paid for it. <laughs> I just looked at the models and thought, I want those, and just paid so, for it. Was it the flying cats with miniguns? No, I went for the villains and heavy metal okay. ones. Okay. Give me a second while I just have a look and see what we're talking about here. For yeah. Bulb City. I, 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 I saw the Kickstarter, and it is, it is, it is interesting. Um... It's yeah. superheroes and supervillains, yes. superpowers and everything. It, re- it reminded me, this is going to sound, I'm probably completely off base when I, when I say this, but when I first saw it, because I mean, it's been out for a while, hasn't it? I mean, but yeah, the Kickstarter was re- revitalising it. Well, just like expansion, you know, with new stuff, really. Yes. Also, something about this game, it actually has bystanders. Ah, okay. Civilians and all. Ah, I yeah. did not know that. But there's no miniatures. It's just like uh, standing counters. You have, like, policemen, just uh, your typical unarmed, you know, civilians, and even, like, a woman with a push uh, chair. Okay. But uh, they flat, you know, flat uh, plastic standing things. Mm. Um, yeah, because, I mean, one just thing... Just the that... silhouettes, nothing, not, not the actual miniatures, they're just silhouettes. Yeah. And I thought it would be nice to actually, because you could get civilian miniatures... You know, modern civilians, so that in a lot of zombie games and that. I mean, I do like the models of it. I mean, years ago, I used to play the uh, MMO City Heroes, which had a, a similar, um, you know, gold and silver age superhero theme to it. And I mean, Pop City is very silver age, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think silver age is the right, yeah. right term. Um, and, you know, I do like that. Um, I was going to say the uh, only thing I'm really curious about is, is actually how it plays, um, because years and years and years ago, my wife and I got into Hero Clicks. Oh no, Hero Clicks! <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, the models are a bit rubbish and all of that. But at some point, I've always, my intention was to repaint them because the actual models themselves aren't so bad. It's the paint; it's the really poorly done paint jobs that are the problem. And but again, part of the issue is the fact that the rules in Hero Clicks are atrocious. Is is one of the most overly complicated and yet underdeveloped rule system I've ever seen mm. in my life. <sighs> Where it's a case of everyone can essentially only do the same thing, 
but that one thing they can do is completely unique to them because they've all got five or six different rules that, that, that modify and pre-modify. It's like, yeah, I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> and you buy a starter set and you get, what was it, the basic rules, but nothing that tells you what the individual models do. Uh, and I've and I've got all these models, and the only way to do it was to download this thing off the internet, which was a user created guide at the time. I don't know about since. I mean, this, I'm going back like you know ten years now. Oh dear! But it was it was atrocious. And in the end, I think we played one game, and it's like I can't be bothered with this. I really can't. This is too much effort. So as a result, I never went any further. So, it, you know, so for me, it would be largely you know what is the um, rule set like? Because I saw. Uh, a very good. I mean, again, actually, sorry, just, come, just talking about the two together. There's this uh, sort of fantastic conversion where somebody had taken a um, Pulp City guy who I think he normally had like pistols or something. He wanted to give him flaming fists. Yeah. So he took um, clear plastic flames, well, clear plastic flaming fists from a Hero Clicks model. Uh, and put it over the top, and it looked awesome. It looked really good. It looked tacky as hell because it's clear plastic fl- fire, but it looked a lot better than anything he could do as a painter, and probably a lot uh, better, a hell of a lot better than I could do as a painter because I can't paint fire for the life of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I think the uh, the rules are supposed to be fairly good because uh, I forgot there's a there was like a little company which I think produces like trying to produce their own miniatures now, but they used to be, like, a dealer who did, like, really good obscure stuff, and he was considering this game, so I suppose it is fairly good. I remember you could get rules for free a while ago. I'm not still if you can... I'm not sure if you can still do it. Mm. But uh, there were cards, you know, with rules and superpowers and all... Mm. It's a typical skirmish-level game, you know, with, like, with superpowers... I'm just looking now at some of the models, and more importantly, the ones that And has gone in for. I love the gentleman. Mm. Mm. I think he, in particular, is a very nice model because it's quite subtle. Mm. There's a lot of monkeys in this game. <laughs> Again, Silver Age. I mean, have, you guys, have you guys ever heard of the um, game Champions? No. I think it was an RPG. They've made a uh, MO of it, very you know, anthropomorphic of everything. It's a little bit. Uh, yeah, I've, 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 I've got I the, the RPG. I don't it's... know about MMO. Way, but... mm. I've, I've got the I've got I've got the RPG, and I I do feel it was written by Furby. <laughs> mm. uh, well, the models are very very nice. Mm. Apparently, the rules are really good. Um, I know at my local club, I'm not the only one that backed it, and mm. Chris, the other guy that backed it, has had a good look at the rules and said it's very, it looks very good. The only downside for me is for, I think it was $150 plus postage, so I think it was like $165, I get maybe 20 models. Mm. Do you get anything else? I mean, assuming you get books and stuff, or... You get a hardback book, uh, two starters, which are three models each, I think, two value packs, which are, I think, five each. I think, no, I think starters supposed to be much bigger. They're like five models, if I'm not mistaken. No, they were the Unle- value Unless packs. it's different. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at like the villains one. That's a value I remember pack. the original that's got, the original uh, five big and one small. Yeah, and then you get the, I can't remember what they're called, like the little creatures that, to be honest, didn't really interest me that much, but 
Mm. They're free, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have any concerns about terrain? Because um, I'm thinking, you know, it's, it's not as if... To, in order to look good, it's not as if you can mix and match with many other games. Cityscape, uh, it's modern-day Cityscape. Mm. But, yeah, no, but how many other games use modern-day Cityscape? Uh, the closest I can think of off the top of my head would be Infinity, but even then, Infinity has its, you know, its high sci-fi thing, rather than modern-day city, city. Yeah, I mean, mm. for me, you either kind of play with bog-standard terrain that doesn't necessarily match, mm. or if the game's good enough, it's worth making a board. Yeah. Just, you it, could just do like a park <laughs> with yeah. a bank building or some statues. Yeah. I mean, terrain's easy enough to make. It's cheap. You can make it out of any old crap that you've got around your house. So if you've got the time and the desire to do it, it's easy enough to, to knock something together that'll look fairly decent. And also, now I think about it, um, I'm pretty sure... Um, who is it? Worldworks made a ton of um, printing cardstock. Oh, yeah. Oh, have you ever Works. tried to make it, though? Not Worldworks. I've tried making other cardstock. And I, I, I'm, what was it? Um, Dave Graffham of Use, and his stuff is fantastic. I really like it. Um, but I've never used Worldworks. I've only used their um, the Malifaux stuff. The uh, Terraclips. Yes, I've only used that stuff. I, I haven't used any other Worldworks. Yeah, I got... Is it not good? <laughs> I... It looks very good when you're printing it, but actually putting it together is so much more hassle than just making something yourself. I so it's difficult to you know put together, but you can put it together in different ways. That's the thing. But you... yeah, I mean, once you've got it, it looks really good. Mm. It's just a pain in the ass to make. Are we looking at twenty-eight mil or thirty-two? For Port City? Yeah. I uh, I don't honestly know. I think it was yeah. 32. Because I'm wondering about how, you know, how compatible it would be with something like, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, the Batman game and that sort of stuff. Oh no, Batman game is huge. So you it's couldn't really mix, you couldn't mix almost, models. It's almost like 40. <laughs> oh really? I thought it was 32. Oh well. No, Batman stuff is huge. It's much bigger. Ah. It's, it really, really stands out. It's like uh, they're as big as that uh, crouching uh, death marshal. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. average size in there. I'm talking about the Batman game. Yeah. yeah. I think they sell it as heroic 32 mil. Okay. So 32 mil, but everyone's eight foot tall. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I remember that Worldworks had a lot of good modern day stuff. Like, yes. Uh, Including docks and, you know, just... Mm, they have tons mm. of stuff, tons of stuff. Mm. It's just the fact that you've got to build it. Yeah. And you got to print it. So as well as buying the PDS, you're also paying for ink and paper and card and foam and... Mm. Yeah, if, I you, mean, if you want to do it properly, that is. Yeah, there's some places that do, like, cheap laser cut stuff, like war bases, where it'll cost you maybe 10 or 12 quid a building. Stuff like that. And then mm. just pad it out with some trees and... So when when if if they stick to the current projection, when is it? When are we looking at uh, shipping? I think it was about September or October. I think okay, September. So not that far then. No, and to be fair, they've been really good doing like weekly updates and things like that. They actually look like they might deliver on time, mm. which, to be fair, is very very rare for Kickstarter. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Now, the thing is, uh, this game has actually been going on for a while, so this Kickstarter is just like new things which came out, because there was lots that went before, and uh, yeah. you can, I think you can get it here in UK easily. Because Yeah, I've, I've seen it a few mm-hmm. places. So, th- this one you kind of find interesting then? Yes. I've definitely, okay. I've definitely thought that when the new stuff, because that's the interesting thing, that the new stuff that's in the Kickstarter, I've quite liked the look of the models. Um, their older stuff, I'm not such a big fan of, but the new stuff I do quite like. So I, I said to myself, when the new stuff comes out, I'm definitely going to look into it. Okay. Right. The other one I kind of, you know, thought you might find interesting is Wolfsang. Okay. Have you heard about it? Yes. It's Victorian steampunk kind of thing, but it's mm. also kind of fantasy because you have magic, I think, in there as well. More more technology, but kind of magic too. And it's different races. It's D&D races. you got orcs, well, elves, dwarves, humans, halflings, that sort of thing. Yeah. And, you know, some of the, you know... Some of them are fairly interesting, like Ashen Oak Club, for example, is like Aristoc... Well, the nobility, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the steampunk nobility. Then you have the Science Club, where you have, like, mad scientists and all sort of, like, weird gizmos, like uh, uh, little robots which carry mirrors, which uh, some woman uses laser gun, which reflects yeah. of them, so... And have you looked at this game at all, Wilson? Uh not so much the game. I have actually bought some of the miniatures. What do you think? Which one? Um, I can't remember. I think I bought them as Malifaux proxies a while back. Mm. And I think they're probably still in a box somewhere. Because <laughs> yeah. I've, been, I've been aware of it ever since they first started talking about it. And I remember um, the store I used to demo at, um, Leisure Games, went to Essen a couple of years ago and brought back some stuff. And the, my, my issue is... I don't like the models. Ah. I've always found them very... I don't know. I can't put my finger on this. I don't like them. Okay. They're doing a Kickstarter now. Oh, yeah? With two extra factions. Oh, I'll have a look at this. Is, is so, it on... Let's have a look. Well, it's um... not on yet. It's not on yet. I ah. could, it's it's going to be soon. I think end of months or something like that. Uh, anyway, the two factions... Damn it. First one is the Italian mafia type thing, and okay. it's mostly halflings. <laughs> Halfling mafia. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture now. That looks that a has bit weird. Some ogres as well. Yeah. It's halflings and ogres, mafios. How strange. Also, there's a German faction, and they're like necro- necromancy and thing and weird <sighs> thralls, you know, using uh, mechanics. And yeah, uh, yeah. bionics and uh, zombies and things. Like, there's a woman with lots of little tiny spider legs, but they're mechanical, so she's sort of like We the Widow. Oh, and I see her. I see her right now. Yeah, let's have a look at that picture. Interesting. Seen, yeah, I've seen uh, there's a sculpt of that already mm. there. She's with umbrella as well. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, next. And, well, that's about it. That's like. Okay. <laughs> games I saw, which I thought you might not know, but you obviously did. But <laughs> sorry, I've, oh, I've got a couple of suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had a look at Freebooters Fate? I ah. have. 
again, for, for what I've seen, I've never been a big. I just there's something about it's the now. This is an interesting thing because the um, uh, the models are good, but for some reason, nothing. There's no hook there for me. I'm just gonna see if I can find an example. Well, most of it is done by Warner Clocky, so. Yeah, because I thought they looked okay in the pictures, and then when I actually got some, they mm. are stunningly nice. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got the Brotherhood, and they are very, very nice miniatures. Oh, they're basically assassins, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I was kind of... How? What is the game like? Because i kind of been considering it, sort of. Not a clue. No? Um, I've heard very good things, but I've not found anyone local to buy into it. Because I kind of like the Amazons. Yeah. I remember you were looking at them as salute, weren't you? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Also, the new faction called the Colt is very interesting. Ooh. I've not had a look at them yet. It's one of the few games that I've found where I don't think there's any of the models that I wouldn't buy. Mm. Well, leisure games do them, so... Yeah, come to London. <laughs> mm. Well, so... Mm. Yeah. Um, have you also had a look at Empire of the Dead? Um, yeah. I'm sure I, I have. Let me... Yeah. You did, that. you did, uh, because uh, we looked at it at Salute as well, but uh, you said yeah. you don't like the models. Yeah. yeah. I think the models I'm so are... <laughs> now, the thing about this game is, I mean, I really like the ideas behind, you know, the concept designs. The execution is kind of so-so-ish. Yeah, but, I, I th- mean, I think the sculpts do look like they're straight out of more time. They look mid nineties mm. GW. Mm. Yeah, and that's the problem the, I've got with them. Yeah, but the game is supposed to be amazing. Okay, mm. so well, I would say something about this game because you play like long campaign with experience, isn't it? Yeah, a bit like more time, which is good because lately it's I'm so you know. Headed up to here with you know tournament format. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you do raise a good point. I haven't played a campaign game in a, in a very long time, and I did like the mm. campaign games. Well, early next year you might get a chance. <laughs> hey, what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you think he's talking about? Yep, free little sneak peek. <laughs> there you go. It's a campaign-based game. Well, oh, there is a yours. campaign element. So, okay. what, you, you, reckon, you reckon it'll be out that soon? <laughs> well, I'm hoping Kickstarter early next year, That'd but it depends on I mean, deals being not too, not Not too close to Christmas. No, after so, Christmas. Are you just doing the rules, or are you going to do the miniatures and everything? No, I'm hoping to partner with a local sculptor to do okay. the miniatures. Okay. Because if it was me, everything would look like potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I am not oh my god, that would be an all. awesome game. Like Potato Head Wars. Oh dear. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure that would sell well. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <sighs> right. Oh yeah, um, Richie. Yes. Uh, you were talking about um, Eden. Which yes. faction were you considering? Um, it's strange. It's strange. Um, and I need, I need to, I need to give this background because it's, it's, I, the reason I've, I'm drawn to a certain faction and, the, and it doesn't Clowns. make sense. Hmm? 
clowns. No, not clowns. Not clowns. Um, now, normally, I virtually always play bad guys. Okay. And I normally play mutants and aliens and this sort of stuff. For Marker Clan. But this is the thing, you know, you'd think this is the sort of stuff I'd go for. Um, and I, no- I, I normally stay away from good guys and away from humans and all this. I don't know, there was a good guy. <laughs> the ones that, you know, or, you know what I mean, as in portrayed as good guys versus bad guys and all of that. And the one that actually, I, I was looking through different models and when them, I love the look of them, the resistance. Oh, post-apocalyptic humans. Yeah. yeah, I really like them as well. And I was, th- I was looking at it going, and it was like you said before about, you know, um, the whole, you know, what, like with those Infinity models. And I was saying, you know, I would love to build, like, you know, a post-apocalyptic Mad Max style board and it's more that than anything else well they're that... not they're not really mad max because if you want mad max there's another faction which is oh, mm. i forgot what it's called but, um yeah but they're a bit too much to that the extreme. convoy i think yeah they're a bit too much whereas i like the whole you know pieces of random machinery strapped to them and the and all this sort of stuff it's just i really like them i really i think they've got a good bit of character to them actually the when they originally released the limited edition packs, I actually had a chance to buy one, and I didn't. And, uh, no. I, well, <laughs> they actually had a miniature which not available anymore. It's a little robot which looked like Wally. Oh yes, you can you can still find them on the internet. Mm, yeah, I suppose. I think I, th- I think I saw. I can't remember. Why I saw this, but um, some websites, just normal websites, were selling them. Mm. Which I thought was, you know, uh, I think they're in America though. Oh. Uh. Mm. But yeah, so that's where I'm sitting at the moment. Um, I mean, but I've told myself that I'm not going to buy anything else until I finish my paint queue, and I've been sitting on my Eldorado models since about February. Okay. <laughs> I may make an exception if a certain special Kickstarter <laughs> comes along. <laughs> uh. But other than certain special exceptions, I'm... Yeah, because I've still got to paint them, and otherwise all that's going to happen is... And I, I mean, never mind, never mind the stuff I've been sitting on in February, I've still got last year's Gen Con order from, of um, version 1 Malifaux models to finish. <laughs> I'm coming up to a year now, and I still haven't finished them. And the point being, to a lot of people, that's normal. Whereas, to me, I buy a model, I paint it, you know, and the problem is because i got too much at once. And I'm like, it's just, it's, oh, it's just flooded... No, it's just I, I buy way more than I can paint. <laughs> Likewise. Especially with the speed I paint as well. Yeah, but also, you know, Andre, I mean, I, I, I can't remember what Anne's models look like, so I can't really comment. But the point being is that, Andre, you definitely do it to a, to a step above me. So, you know, it makes sense you take longer. Yeah, mine don't look like his. <laughs> I know, uh, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, Anne, yours is still good, though. I'm sure, I'm sure I remember seeing them going, actually, you know, I remember you were downplaying it, going, oh, yeah, don't expect anything big, and you showed me, it's like, actually, these are bloody good. Uh, I'm very, very slow, though. I've still, <laughs> I've still got things in blisters from, like, the mid-90s. Have you finished the Fire Dragons? Yes. <laughs> it wasn't that about a year ago. <laughs> I finished a Crimson Hunter as well. Wow. Oh, and a Warlock. Eight models of my entire <laughs> army have been painted since uh. November. <laughs> That's lower than me. Yeah. And uh. I've literally not painted anything else. Well, that's better than me. I haven't even stripped mine yet. <laughs> because my, my tuna dime, I haven't even stripped them. Never mind painting. I'm them. finishing a third commission in like two weeks. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, but you, 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 that is your that is your job, though, isn't it, Andre? Well, no, it's not my job. It's just uh, I accepted a commission because I want some spending money right now. So well, I mean, you know, unlike and, and, and myself, you haven't got to go to an office where you slowly die no, for, no, for forty no, hours no. a week. Forty. No. <laughs> God, I, I that's like know. a week off. <laughs> How many hours do you do? Uh, I did about ninety-six last week. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah. Okay, well, I actually don't do 40, I actually do 37. Unless <laughs> <laughs> oh. I get 30 days annual leave a year. I get 31 and a half. Ooh, go you. Because they scrapped our privilege days. <laughs> What's the privilege day? Uh, government only holidays. Oh, right. Good, I'm glad they get Why should you get special t- <laughs> Oh yeah, and um, I know you've kind of picked up Infinity fairly recently. I have indeed. What do you think of it? Uh, really good. Yeah. The miniatures because are great. But third some... edition is coming out, you know. Mm. Ah bollocks. <laughs> well, they <laughs> only replace in the main rulebook. The oh, that's other all right. two, the other two are all fine because uh, what they're actually doing. Um, the rules are basically the same, with maybe slight tweaking. Maybe only slight. There's going to be like a page of tweaks, maybe you, which you can download if you want. But so the there'll main... be no need to nerd rage oh. <laughs> and rage quiz. Yeah, no. I thought the 600 points worth of models that I've just bought might be useless. But no, no, no. It's the, it's, it's the same. If you what you're doing, Panakiania, I don't think anything changes yeah, the there. The military orders. Oh, the sectarial one. Yeah. Oh, have you seen the Knights of Santiago box? It's just yeah, out. so nice. Mm. But there's I some. I haven't seen these. I'm gonna look. What they Knights of Santiago? Yeah. Or yeah. um, Infinity. Infinity. Okay. Yeah. What Infinity? Infinity. But it's the latest release, anyway. Yeah. Carry on. I have found that there's some stupidly small bits on Infinity models mm. that you have to have like really steady hands or tweezers or something just to put things together. Well, I have some Infinity models, and I don't really see any problems with them. I mean, uh, not nowhere near as much as I have with Malifaux plastics, some of them, but... Oh, hello. I haven't even started on Yalone's beard yet. (laughs) What faction are these? Panacania. Really? Yeah. They are They look almost alien. No, the thing is, uh, because each faction has like lots of uh, sectorial groups, and yeah. this one in particular is the knightly orders, the knights, the futuristic knights. Mm. Yeah, they've got like a really anime kind of apple seed kind of yeah. spin to them, and the models like are that. very, very nice, and the game is awesome. Um, anyway, the new rulebook which is coming out is going to replace the original rulebook. The rules are pretty much the same. They're going to be reward, re, rewarded, I think. I'm not sure if that's correct, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, because they're going to make it much more understandable. Uh, reworded. Uh, reworded. Yeah. Yeah, I know <laughs> the initial one that I got, because I think it was originally in Spanish. And the translation was absolutely horrendous. She couldn't understand it. But they redid it, and it's actually not too bad. I understood it, but I forgot now because I haven't. That was ages ago. I actually got the original one, not the revised one. Uh, I got the revised one, but I found 
there's a series of, I think it's eight videos that Beast awarded mm. that lead you through all of the basic mechanics. If you watch those and then read the rule book, it makes perfect sense first time round. You know what they really like. My, my wife saw those videos and apparently she f- figured it. I I watched those videos and it made no sense to me. But that may have been because I wasn't probably paying attention, and the guy's voice really annoyed me. Well, anyway, they say the new one book will be much easier to understand. It's completely rewritten. It's the same thing. There might be few like really slight tweaks. Most of them, some profiles are going to change. Like, I know, well, Interventors for Nomads changed. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but I love the Hexus model. Hexus, that's another Panosian. Yeah, the sniper, the sniper but with the gun in the air. It's a different, uh, it's a different uh, sectorial group, though. It's not, no, know, it's the other one, I forgot what they're called, but. I've always said if I if I was going to get into this, I'd go for um I don't know how you pronounce it the uh, um, Aleph or whatever they're called Aleph Aleph mm. I got Aleph so I, I thought got, they were quite fun yeah but I have the still phalanx sectorial group oh yeah I got them I also have Nessialki which is a character which works well with some oh books. I see got pigtails. Mm. The thing I quite like about them is there was it's a very um, ghost in the shell yeah look. So far I have two factions. I have uh, which are all sectorials group. I have Morat, the new ones, the oh, ape-like what? aliens. Oh, oh, oh yes, yes, I've seen. combined army. Yeah, it's a Morat. Yeah, they look very much like a like a um, a high a high a high sci-fi version of Planet of the Apes. Mm, kind of. I mean, in a good way. Yeah. Well, they're not actually apes. They're much. Well, the the new ones are really ape-like, but yeah, Morat are really, really aggressive race. Yeah. Yeah, also there's another starter coming, well, not starter, like two-player starter. Oh, which really? Will have, which will have the quick start rulebook in that, which is called, I think they're going to have it ready for Gen Con, Operation Ice Storm. It'll have two factions in there, which will have seven miniatures each, not six, seven. Nomads, and... Uh, Panoceania. And I Google think that power gonna... comes out. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Yeah, and I think there's going to be one neutral model, which is you know something like uh, similar to what oh, they had. Come on. What? That's it. They just oh come. You can't show silhouettes and go. Ooh, yeah. That's it. Bastards. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's all that's been available. But there's going to be a rule book there, which is probably a st- like quick start rule book, not. And, um, yeah, and, uh. What, have you, what do you guys think of the, um, was it the recent, oh, I say recent, they're probably not that recent, but was it like deadliest matchups or whatever they're called, packs? Mm. The miniatures are nice, but I'm not really sure what to do with them. <laughs> because, uh, the characters, they're a bit, eh, uh, in, uh. I mean, they're for the, like mini scenarios, aren't they? Yeah, it's only for playing those scenarios, really. Yeah. If you want to play that scenarios, I do like the I do like the models. I completely miss them. Really? Yeah. Let me see if I can find something. I'll just post a link to over to you. Um, I can't even look. Can you remember what they're called, Andre? Uh, deadly. Uh, no. I'm sure it's deadly. Something. Deadly alliance. That's it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, what am I doing? I can't, that's no good on my bloody iPad. I need to go on a computer. Okay, carry on. I'll find this one. We'll go on. <laughs> yeah. 
And um, the, I just bought these bikes as well, which is basically Hack Islam faction, which I'm not really interested in, but I just saw these miniatures and I have to get them. <laughs> Although they actually belong to a sectorial group, which I've seen some concept out of, and they look really nice, because they have, like, weird nomadic-type, post-apocalyptic-looking, almost, mm. people, who have big gizmo on their back, which is actually a electromagnetic pulse projector thing. Basically, they get close to heavy infantry and or tags, you know, they're big robots, and they basically switch them off. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's something Ant wouldn't like with his uh, Exo Knights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, okay. What, was there any more plan list uh, discussion points? I forget. Yes, there's one big discussion point, and that's Warzone. Oh, yes. Okay, go for it. Okay, Warzone, is, has anyone of you heard about it in the 90s at all? No, very not. No. It's a game which was really big in the 90s. It was created, I think, by Norwegians or Swedes. And um, it had, like, really unique setting. It's uh, the, the miniatures themselves look really 40K-ish, because the guy who did the concept, a lot of concept art is Paul Bonner. Mm-hmm. He's did previously work for Games Workshop. So, and... Um, it's something called Diesel Punk. It's it's a space travel, but it's kind of backwards. Yeah. So, basically, the idea... I mean, there's an RPG which came out as well called Mutant Chronicles, which is mm-hmm. the same thing. Mutant Chronicles, Warzone Resurrection is... Uh, I had something. heard of that. Mm-hmm. And the idea is, basically, the world was ruled by mega corporations, and the world which had to abandon Earth which is really polluted or something like that, been some catastrophe there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, I just quickly go for corporations. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it's uh, Mishima, which is basically Japanese. Yeah. They're like uh, death before dishonor and like feudal kind of structure. Uh, then there's capital, which is all about profit, really, which is Americans. Okay. Then there's imperial, which is kind of British. It's the smallest one, the most ambitious one. Mm-hmm. Then there's Bauhaus, which are also traditionalist uh, German. Those mm-hmm. are the four original ones. And they went into space. So you have these futuristic spaceships and everything. They have some corporate wars in there. But at one point, uh, Imperial, who didn't actually have a planet of their own, they went on the moons of Jupiter, I think. They found something which is like a plaque, or alien plaque, which... When they discovered it, they unleashed a lethal and alien force called Dark Soul, which is a bit like Chaos, I guess. Okay. So it's uh, basically it created a lot of cults, which basically people started using weird power, evil powers, and uh, most importantly, technology rebelled against people because it warped technology before it, you know, warped minds. Yeah. And the uh, so, basically, all the computers turn against people, and, you know, you have, like, uh, it became dangerous, you know, they started killing people, and lots of cults appeared, like, beasties start appearing, and um, mm-hmm. the Brotherhood, which is basically, like, the religion in the, yeah. the, like, Inquisition, really, said, enough is enough, we have to get rid of technology. 
So all the computers, anything electronic being ripped out of any vehicles and whatever. So computers are gone. And the spaceships were... Before, you have a huge spaceship. It could have been controlled by one person previously. Now it's like hundreds of people. <laughs> they have to be meant by hundreds of people. And there's like a huge like teams of navigators, you know, uh, with lots of charts. And Abacus is trying to measure out the headings because they can get lost and things like that. Okay. Almost kind of like a film Brazil kind of way. I've never seen that film. I've heard very good things about it, though. Mm. I mean, they're, you know, they're analytical machines, you know, which is sort of like almost mechanical computers. Mm. <laughs> like old, you know, like counting machines and things like that. But even that primitive technology can become corrupted over time. And, you know, you have like uh, wires from all over the ship sort of coming together, forming monstrous forms which kills people. Okay. Yeah, and... um Basically, after that, uh, Imperials discovered, like, fast travel thing, which kind of... Uh, because it was Imperial who started all the trouble in the first place. Yeah. And uh, so it become easier to travel between planets, so that was kind of ray of hope. But then Imperial done it again. They discovered another planet in the solar system. And uh, from there, again, Dark Soul, they unleashed something called the Dark Apostles, which like the evil, really powerful evil beings. Okay. And the Dark Legion, which is basically a horde of undead and necromutants. Right. Uh, so you had these huge asteroids, you know, smashing into planets, casing destruction, and then those legions poured from them and invaded planets. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the Inquisition, you know, united corporations for a time being and they fought them and uh, basically you know defeated them for mm-hmm. for now but then they are kind of coming back there's been like corporate wars again but then another corporation appeared called Cybertronic mm-hmm. and uh, they like brotherhood is really suspicious suspicious of them because they kind of steal people away uh, from other corporation they just appeared overnight and they have, like, cyber technology, which is not corrupted by the Dark Soul. Like, and so now they're, like, really mistrusted by everyone. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, they don't actually control, like, people. Instead, they kind of calculate when some and find the place for everyone. So people, like, get maximum job satisfaction from what they're doing. So they have, like, lots of loyal followers because of that. Also, there's a group called Cartel. Which is kind of tries to unite corporations against the uh, Dark Legion, and they have like super warriors called Doom Troopers, which are like characters from all over from all of the other corporations. And then finally, there's something called Dark Eden, which is basically back on Earth, and you have like really savage tribes in there, like Sons of Rasputin, who are Russian, and uh, some uh, Crescenta, which is like Arabic faction, and uh, they're very clo- close combat oriented. They haven't done them yet. Yeah. But uh, it was in the original. So that's just fluff, I'm telling you. That. Yes. And something which has just recently come out in the RPG. I don't know if they're going to do it ever for miniature game. Another faction called White Star, which is like big Russian faction, which okay. also came from Dark Eden, which is the Earth. Mm. Uh, Miniature-wise, the, mi- the miniature used to be really bad. They were worse than Games Workshop. They had some really nice designs, but really badly executed, I think. 
but designs were nice. Then they did some plastic ones, which were actually alright, later ones, because they had like three editions of this game in the 90s. Okay. And, um, however, now there's uh, this new version done by Prodos, kind of tweaked the rules a bit, and uh, the miniatures, I really love miniatures a lot. Yeah. Uh, also, it, they're done uh, digitally. Mm-hmm. They're done digitally, but uh, unlike Malifaux, the detail is large. They're, they're very detailed, but the detail is large. You can side brush them. Yeah. So, uh, rule-wise, it's a very detailed rules. Um, I'm going to read a little profile to you. This is just a basic trooper, like the trencher, which is my basic troopers. And the abilities they can do, like, uh, the guns have, like, small grenade launchers, which have three different types of grenades. And uh, you have, like, a resource cards in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Sort of a bit like in warmer hordes, you have, uh, you know, focus and things like that. And you uh, flip cards, you know, to show you if you use them. And, you know, you have certain, like, five to eight every turn. And wow. uh, you... You have to use resources to do special stuff like launching grenades, for example. But uh, what you get, you have like smoke screen, which is like a smoke grenade. You have the targeting flare, which is gonna make easier to shoot at a unit if you hit with it. Or you have a greyhound tracking beacon, which is for mortars. Uh, basically, mortars will scatter half distance if, uh, you know, all the dis- scattering distance is gonna be halved. If you use that. And uh, there's lots of other things. Uh, like one of the... Uh, one of the unit members in 5 can have like big machine guns. And diff- there's different firing modes in there. Like you could just fire it like fire four shots. Or you can concentrate it. So it's uh, only one shot. But it's going to be very good at penetrating armor. So you can basically concentrate it at one point for hitting vehicles. And uh, there's lots of, like, little special rules. Oh, I mean... Oh, and um, there's lots of uh, modifying in this game. For example, you have your basic trooper, but mm-hmm. you can also pick something called... For, it's different for every faction. Imperial have something called Medals of Honor, campaign medals. Okay. So you have, uh, like, experience, which they have on different fighting zones, like Mars or... Venus or Mercury, and there's different special abilities, there's a huge list for every campaign, so you can add bonuses and all lots of things. Okay. Uh, and that's just basic troop, I mean, more uh, more funky stuff, you can, like, uh, lots of weird things, like Golden Lions, the other ones I got, they mm-hmm. can charge around corners without seeing the opponent, it's called the hunting reflex, hunter's reflexes they have. They're like mechan. They're a bit like uh, lightning claw terminators. Remember? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Mm. So yeah, it's a game which I liked a lot, which and I'm probably gonna get another faction very soon, which will be either Mishima or Bauhaus, and Leisure Games gonna carry them soon as well. I managed to get David <laughs> to stock them. Well, the the other thing is then. Other than this, they're also doing Alien vs. Predator board game, which is not actually out yet. It's yeah. been on Kickstarter. I understand they're supposed to be using similar rules. No. Own. No, 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 no. It's nothing like it. It's a board game. 
Yeah, but the rules are basically designed around the same thing. Are they? No, I yeah. don't think so. The idea is that you can then expand it outwards and use them as a use as a war game. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It goes to a full army scale game. Really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. realise that. Basically, okay. the board game is um, like a starter set, essentially. Mm. Uh, f- my friend Gary, he's basically kick started it, and he's got like a whole thing. He's got mm. everything. <laughs> he, he bought two basic boxes just so he got bigger forces. Yeah. I mean, I, I really like the um, loader. Oh, power loader. The power loader, yeah. The, the problem I've got with that, I saw this when um, we were at Salute and we saw we saw the um, initial renders, uh, the initial sculpts. I know why it's all because of licensing, but it's um, well, it's it's the film licensing is what they have. And oh I yeah, the, tr- the tails of aliens. Freaking yeah. hate those! I hate the tails. I hate the legs. I hate the body proportions. It you know. Those films sucked ass, and they were an abomination to the actual franchise that AVP should, that was in the video games, the comics, the novels, and ah, uh, to to see that there was that there was that license that they got, and not you know the proper license, very disappointed me. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, because they actually have a combination of these things, it's aliens and predators. Uh, of course, it would have been better if, uh, you know, they went for, like, comic version. But, uh, you know, since they, you know, getting the license from, what is it, Fox? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, it'll have to be, like, the movie. Because that's what it's been really associated with. Such a shame. Mm. Such a shame. Because, of course, the, um, it's, it's quite funny. The reason the aliens look the way they do in the, uh, two AVP films is because they are actually, um, rehashed, the reused props and suits and stuff from the fourth alien film, Resurrection. Mm. Which, as most people who've seen it know, is the worst of all of the alien films. This and is so, weird because I really like the other films made by that director, Jean Pierre Junier. Yes, I know of his. I know I don't. I haven't seen his other stuff. Though, I don't think. Well, uh, he's only like four films. He did Delicatessen, which I just got. Wait a minute, he a, did Delicatessen. Yeah, that's his original film. I love Delicatessen. I don't. Well, I don't actually particularly like that. I got it for my parents because I think they... it's such a good film. Have you? It's what not about... enjoyable, but it's so well done. It's mm. so you know. You know it's, it's not something. What about Delicatessen too? Haven't seen it. It's also known as the City of Lost Children, and it's got nothing to do with Delicatessen. But I really <laughs> like that. Just cashing on the name, basically. Yeah, it's actually a kind of futuristic dystopian future thing where you have. Uh, yeah. Some weird cult, uh, you know, who controlled by a mad scientist who steals the ch- dreams of children. Okay. And it's, uh, it, it's really twisted film, but not like, it's not nasty. Mm. But it's really good. I found it really enjoyable. We could probably pick it up for like under a fiver. If oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, The City of Lost Children. Really mm-hmm. recommend. His third film is called Emily, which is a very famous film. Uh, yeah, I've watched part of it and it really bored me. I know I it's loved, supposed to be a really good film, but it really bored me. Loved it. I loved it. The fourth film is called Very Long Engagement. 
haven't seen that. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it's it. about First World War, kind of lots of flashback. Okay. Well, the problem I found is that it's a complicated detective story in there, but it's really fast subtitles. <laughs> yeah. And the, the last film was called Micmacs. Don't know that. Micmacs is about a guy who worked in a video rental store. He's got hit by a stray bullet and he's got some weird disorder from it. He lost everything. And he okay. started work, like, living with a group of, uh, like, well, homeless people, mm. and they all like really interesting characters, and they all have like the home is like lots of weird mechanical things in it, and uh, mm. they're living in a junkyard, and uh, they help him get his revenge against like two companies who like produce you know ammunition and mines, which his dad was killed by a mine, and he's got hit, made by one company, and. Uh, He's got hit by a bullet made by another company, and the two companies are just across from each other, you know, on I the see. street, and they made them quarrel and fight each other. And it's a very good film as well. Mm. So. But then I suppose, yeah, yeah, and then he went on and then he did bloody Alien Resurrection, which is just... no Alien Resurrection was before Mick Max. Yeah, long, you, because. But my point, point being though is that you know I suppose <sighs> every director, well, most directors will do bad films. Mm. It happens. You know, I mean, I think the, for me the classic examples is look at the masterpiece, in my opinion, that was Event Horizon. Never seen it. You've never seen Event Horizon? Oh, that's a good film. That's um, a Jodie Foster film, isn't it? No, no. No, um, no that's Contact. Oh, so Event Horizon. It's a, uh, what's it, um... Mind blank again. Who's the dude who was uh, um, thingy? It's a sci-fi film, isn't yes. it? Yes. Um, Lawrence Fishbourne is in it as like the lead character, along with uh, Sam Neill. No, don't know that. Very, very good. It's um, got a very. It's a it's it's a horror film. It's a sci-fi horror film, and it it is highly recommended. I can't believe it. Say much what more about the giving crap away film what did. Yeah, then he, and then of course he does um, Resident Evil. Ah, well. <laughs> and That's many very... others that also follow on with uh, that are Resident Evil films, and it's just atrocious. In fact, anything he does that features his bloody wife. Mm. You know this film, uh, uh, Twelve Assassins? No. It's a really, really, really good. Japanese samurai film. It's really brutal. Okay. But it's very realistic and it's amazing. Mm. It's like uh, 12 people fighting an army, but they put them in a position where they could actually fight them. Okay. Sort of like... And uh, very good. But, you know, same guy did this wacky thing called uh, the Yataman movies. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, Yataman. Yata- I don't know it, sorry. It's made from Japanese cartoon. Okay. And Twelve Assassins is, is actually very good. Uh, <laughs> well, recent film. It mm. That's the thing. Sometimes you get, you know, they do good ones, they do bad ones. It's like, ones. are they really like same person? <laughs> he also did like lots of really shocking modern day films as well. Mm. But then and again, you've got, you know, was like uh, one, you know, by by proxy, one of my favorite directors is, you know, James Cameron. Because I loved Terminator 2 and I loved Aliens. 
Mm. I hated Titanic. <laughs> and I was really, actually, I, I was very underwhelmed by Avatar. I'm not a fan of Avatar. I thought it, it was pretty and all of that, but it was... It, it, you know what? It'll probably... It was Fern Gully, just with people. Yeah. <laughs> In space. It was a space sci- it was a sci-fi Fern Gully. That's all it was. Don't get me wrong, I like Fern Gully, but, you know... <laughs> you know what I like, which probably a lot of people would disagree mm-hmm. with me? I like John Carter. I, I love I did actually like it. I, I didn't think I would. But I you did. know, they were playing like two more films, but yeah, I mean, the, it, it's the gods of Mars, the gods of Mars, and the warlords of Mars. It, it's clearly trash, but it was very enjoyable. Yeah. It was very enjoyable as trash. Mm. You know, it was not deep at all, <laughs> mm. but it was very enjoyable. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, isn't that what you want? You want you want to enjoy a film. True. Okay, so and you haven't seen anything about this uh, new war zone. Um, so. I actually did some preparation for this episode and had oh. a good look today. And what do, you, what do you think? I quite like the models. I like them a lot more than I thought I would. Because I'm not normally a fan of like digital sculpts and. Mm. Which factions did you like? Um, I can't remember what they were called. They, they looked a lot like the Man of War from um, War Machine, like with the big shoulder pads and. Hmm. Man of War. For... Do you mean like Warjacks? No, there's um, Kador. We've got these like Man of War bombardiers, where they've right, got like just... big shoulder pads and. Well, they all have big shoulder pads. Yeah. Most... Hang on then. Okay, give me a second. I'm going to do. This. I'm going to do this backwards. I'm going to find out what the Man of War look like. Right, I see what they look like. They, What's Man of War? They, oh, they look like um, they look. Uh, they look like a steampunk Terminator, from as in like Games mm-hmm. Workshop Terminator. Okay. Oh, the War War Machine Man of War. Okay. Yes. Mm. Uh, Let me see. Which ones are you talking about? I don't know. Um, where are they? I'm looking at Prodos' website now. It's not Brotherhood. They only had one big one like that, no? Or it's the whole of them like that. Uh, um, where is it? Where is it? More clicking for people to <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, forget about it. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. I, well, I want to know now. So... Okay, so it's um, it's a very fairly complicated rule system. This is like really loads of rules. Like you know, some what I read you was just like really basic grunt. Mm. I mean, there's like the other thing about this game, which I forgot to mention, is um, because you have a deck of cards as well, which some cards are used on specific units. Okay. And some cards used generally, they give you bonuses, but sometimes, you know, kind of give you additional actions which you can make. For example, there are ones which can give your troopers, like, longer range for a turn, okay. or stuff which can put turrets on the, on the actual, which actually stay there, or equipment which modify you permanently, you know, till the end of a game. Mm. 
So what you have is like sense of fog of war because y- you don't know what actions will you not just what cards he holds but what your opponent has but what uh, actions will your opponent take and they'll keep you guessing so really nice fog of war feel to it. Mm. It's yeah, not okay. like mm. just randomness like but more like what you have in your hand will modify what you do in a turn, not just like what bonuses you will get. Yeah. It's very good. And, um, I mean, ultimately, you know, I mean, it's a relatively new game, isn't it? Because it's, it's mm. start, starting up. Um, so, I mean, obviously, the success or failure of it is going to be on things like, you know, the pickup that people have. And, I mean, how do you see that? Do you, do you see it becoming popular? I do, because the thing is, uh, Warzone had a huge following back in the 90s. So you have the nostalgia thing to it. A lot of people loved the setting, including me. And, um. I'm, I, I'm not sure if I could, if I'd use the word huge following. I mean, I'd never even heard of it. And, I, and it, the 90s is when I did most of my wargaming. Well, uh, the thing is, it was like, I mean, other than Games Workshop, it was kind of ni- number two game at the time. Because, obviously, it wasn't nowhere near as big as Games Workshop, but uh, mm. Games Workshop mainly you know, have their own stores, but if you have, like, uh, small, like, game stores, I mean, Warzone was really big there. Okay. I mean, the actual sculpts were very limited. As <laughs> but, uh, you know... A lot of people played the game. Yeah. And also a lot of people played the RPG as well. So, so that's already a lot of fans. Mm. And, uh, I mean, this game has a lot of potential. I mean, uh, so a lot of people try to promote it and, uh, yeah. Okay. And one thing I'm thinking, um, do you know about, um, is it, I mean, obviously the US is going to be a different story to the UK, mm-hmm. but are you aware of whether or not um, people like um, the online retailers, are they due to be picking it up? Any idea? Uh, I mean, I know it's, it's been distributed in the US as well, and uh, the original game had following in the US too. Mm. Also, it had more following in the US when it did in UK, in fact, uh, the original because, one. Well, it means, obviously, you know, you, um, it, availability is required. If, if you can't buy it, no one's going to play yeah. it. And the, the problem I think the UK has, more so than the US, is shops. Mm. You know, I mean, like, London has, like, two. And it's, like, you know, the capital of the UK. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, the largest city in the UK, and it has two war game well, shops. Well, Wayland does them. Yeah? Wayland in UK does them, and uh, nice. also in the US there are, there are lots of like on big online stores which do it too, so that shouldn't be a problem. Cool. That's things. I mean, so if people couldn't get them online, then you're looking at, you know, no one's going to be making sales, in the UK at least. America's a different story altogether because it seems independent retailers have no problem of existing in the in the US, whereas over here there aren't any. Mm. 
But anyway, I know there's a lot of uh, retailers here which do it as well, including, um, well, leisure games we are getting it, and uh, uh, Dark Sphere, they yeah. have it too. And obviously Wayland does the online. And you yeah. can get it directly from them as well. So, not a problem, really. Cool. Good. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna. I don't have any more topics. Anybody else wants anything interesting to say? Over to you, and. Uh, I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm spent too. So I think on that note, then I think it's time to call it call it quits. And um, yeah, thanks everyone for joining us on the sofa. Um, and I said beforehand, if you have any questions, any queries, any advice you would like or tutorials you would like to hear from the uh, great Andre, feel free to send them over to us. You can reach us on Twitter at, at HobbySofa and via email at HobbySofa at gmail.com. Is it com or .uk? I think it's .com. <laughs> if that doesn't work, try .uk. So, yeah, so take care, everyone, and it's goodbye from me. Until next time. Hi. And uh. <laughs> 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 so, so long.